a special edition of Behavioral Grooves. I'm Tim Houlihan, and in most episodes, my co-founder and partner Kurt Nelson and I have conversations with people who bring really cool ideas to the world of behavioral science. But this one is slightly different. In this episode, I get to have a conversation with Kurt and his longtime business partner, Ben Granlund. In other words, I get to interview them. <laughs> and I'm talking to Kurt and Ben about a project that they've been working on for over a year, and it's called the Brain Shift Journal. So this episode of Behavioral Grooves is going to be me asking the questions of Kurt and Ben answering the questions. Uh, and even with that, I think it's going to be super fun and highly informative. So Kurt and Ben, welcome to Behavioral Grooves. Thank you. Thanks, Tim. It's uh, yeah. It's good to, to be... have you guys as guests on Behavioral Grooves. <laughs> this is a little weird, though, Tim. I'm, I'm a little, uh, I don't know, say concern? I don't know. You, you might be asking these really hard questions to us. I don't know. It is weird. Of course it is. But I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun, 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 fun. All right. Well, it's always fun when we get to talk about behavioral science. So there you go. Of course. Of course. Which is what we're going to do. We're absolutely going to do that. Uh, but that leads me to my first question. So you talk about how Brain Shift uses behavioral science to help people build better habits and to achieve their goals. So how does that work? Let's tell the listeners a little bit about what Brain Shift is. All right. So... Ben, I'll start on this. So the the concept of of brain shift uh, is that we wanted to bring a behavioral science lens to journaling, and this idea of thinking about how a daily journal practice can be enhanced by bringing in behavioral science principles. So we focused in on habits and goals. We also brought in con concepts around gratitude, reflection, progress principle, all sorts of this. And we took a lot of that, uh, the research that we hear from, you know, some of our listeners on the Behavior Groups, you know, podcast, and we brought and we applied that inside to how we actually structured the prompts that people do every day to the way we set up each week to the way that we even talk about gratitude. Um, all of those were really important aspects as we designed this book in order to make it so that that actually when people participate and, and do their journaling exercises, one, it drives the, the behaviors that are going to achieve the goals that they set for themselves. So that's one. And two, that this is sustainable. I mean, one of the big things that we realized early on is that while there are a lot of books out there, a lot of journals that I kind of uh, give lip service to applying behavioral science and different things is that they don't get into it in the in the weeds and into the depth that we do in addition they ask the same prompts week after week after week and one of the things tim that you and i have talked about is that people are what they're novelty seeking right this idea Absolutely. of having variation and that was a big piece of what we looked at when we're doing this is how do we keep this fresh how do we keep this something that isn't uh the same old same old every week and we're providing different behavioral science insights and we're bringing in different prompts on different days now some of it is consistent and some of it is different so so uh, so ben do you think this uh this product this this journal is it intended for people who are already journalers who like they're they've already got a routine set up and this is sort of a way of enhancing that or 
Would you say that this is intended for people who are not journalers, but who want to adopt these habits and, and be better? Yeah, I would say it's it's probably powerful for both, right? Um, you know, I think the unique part about this journal is that it's guided. You know, there's guided journals out there, but not to this degree um, that we've seen in the past um, through the research that we've done. Um, and I think that whether you're new to journaling or, you know, you've been doing it for years, it's a fresh take on, you know, how to go about journaling and kind of putting you in the mindset of, um, achieving your goals and actually coaching you through the different ideas and insights that went into developing it to help you apply those in your own life. So, you know, it's a little more robust than most journals. So if people are looking for something that's just sit down and, and you know, right away, it's probably not that. But if you are new to journaling and you're looking for something to get you through, um, you know, how to really accomplish something, then it's absolutely there for you. And then if you've journaled in the past and you're looking for something more robust, um, it's definitely that next step in kind of taking it beyond the ordinary journal and all the other ones that you see out there. Well, you use the word robust. And let me let me just follow up on this. Uh, I, I've, I've been able to see a pre-pressed copy of it and it was not overwhelming. There mm. was nothing about it that seemed like, oh my God, this is a lot of damn work. This actually, it felt actually really streamlined. But I think, is, is that fair? But I think with that, Tim, is the robust part of this is in the the research that went into the prompts that we're using. So the robustness oh. comes not because it's it's overly difficult to do or there's so much in there. We actually were very cognizant about the fact to we don't want this to feel like a burden. We want this to feel very easy to use. And actually, yeah. as part of that upfront kind of testing that you were a part of, we actually changed some of the directions up front and moved them into the back because people were saying, hey, there is too much of the, you know, getting into this up front. Some of the science that we brought into it, we, we put the science in the back now instead of up in the front. And so we, we made some changes on that because... While we feel that this is really robust, we also know that the actual getting into doing this every day needs to feel streamlined, needs to feel easy to do. See, to me, that sounds like a mullet, you know, for behavioral science. It's like <laughs> I love the that analogy, the mullet, and have the fun in the back. <laughs> a mullet, oh my god! And well, I will that say that might be it, our new tagline: the mullet of journaling. Here we go. Well, uh, here we go. One of the reasons it took so long to develop, too, is um, because of that. Right? We wanted it to be robust and impactful, but easy for the user. So there's a lot yeah. of time and effort that goes into actually writing it and rewriting it and testing it and you know saying wait wait you know we need to pause and reevaluate whether or not we're going in the right direction and you know so the intent is very useful very you know powerful for the user but not for them to feel like it's a burden for them to use every day you know 5 10 minutes a day um, and you're good to go well let's talk a little bit about the science uh, so this this uh, it's clear that science is important to both of you guys. You work with behavioral science literally every day. What uh, tell uh, tell the listeners a little bit about uh, some of the science that went into the the creation and and the then the use for uh, of the of the journal. Yeah. So this is volume one, and we're going to be obviously creating volume two and three and four, and hopefully a, a whole series around these. But the intent of volume one was really looking at habits and goals, and this idea of how can we tap into the 
uh, power that goals bring into this and, and how habits help in achieving those goals. And so we were very specific in the behavioral uh, concepts that we brought in. So each week, we, we start the week out with a behavioral concept that talks about some of the behavioral science that is involved in this, and in particular, around goals, right? We took a lot of stuff from Locke and Latham and goal, you know, oh. goal theory. You know, Gary Classic. Latham, who's been on the, sh- on the show, and taking yeah. some of those insights about what type of goals are going to drive us and and what about those goals are going to be important. And so as part of that, we also took in pieces of goal gradient theories from from Ron Kivitz and bringing in this idea of, all right, so we know that we have this, you know, starting off, we have uh, higher motivation, but then we get the the dip in the middle, as as um, was talked about on the show as well. And then finally, at the end, we get this higher piece. So how do we take these bigger goals and break them down into these weekly chunks that kind of give us a little bit of that, that motivation to keep going on a more consistent, shorter time frame, building up those milestones, doing various different things like that. And then Finally, the last kind of piece on that goals that I think is really interesting is we took a concept from habits, which is this idea of keystone habits, uh, the, you know, those habits that kind of impact other aspects of our life more than just that one piece that they're working on. So, and not, you know, sleep is one of those, right? A keystone habit is getting eight hours of sleep because that not only helps with, you know, how well, how cognitively function you're doing, but it helps in, in exercise routines. It helps in um, a number of other health factors, all of those types of things. And we applied the keystone concept to goals and yeah, identifying yeah. what are your keystone goals? What are those goals that you really need to accomplish over this quarter, these 13 weeks that we are, you know, giving this to you that are going to make a drastic impact, not maybe drastic, but an important impact on your life. And let's identify those and let's identify the steps that we, that you need to take in order to achieve those. And then we can set out this plan over the 13 weeks to achieve those. I, I love how you, you, you took that concept of about about keystone habits and moved it into goals because this idea of having this really high scale important climb Mount Everest sort of goal is re- is important for us to visualize yep. and to get engaged in. But unless we cascade that down into smaller steps, oh man, and and brain shift does that. It helps helps people do that. Tell tell me more about uh, some of the research that inspired you on on the habit work. That, that, it, that went into, uh, that, that goes into brain shift. I mean, again, we, we looked at the, the research that's out there. Um, Wendy Wood, again, who we talked to on, yeah. on this show, we brought that in. We brought in um, The Habit Loop, you know, Duhigg and some of the work that he's done. Uh, and again, I think the, the habit piece of this is really important, um, but it's the integration of those habits. And again, one of the things we know is that habits are are difficult to form right they you can't just make a determination i'm going to form this habit and and within a week they're going to happen but the idea of tapping into that routine the idea of taking habits to the level of all right this might not be habitual and automative process in my brain a system one kind of uh, response it might need to have uh, a system two component in it and that's where we brought in some of the aspects of thinking about this so as a daily journal exercise what are the things i need to do today what are those little 
aspects in order to achieve my goal that I need to accomplish. And and I think I think it's a you know a lot of what Kurt's saying here about um, taking big ideas and making them smaller. You know, we tapped into the idea of tiny habits from BJ Fogg and how you know making incremental uh, you know incremental steps uh, that are almost yeah. so easy that you can't fail. Um, you know, in that journey to achieve the bigger picture thing. So even in the way the journal's set up, you know, it starts with having you set up your big picture goals and then it goes through an exercise of having you break those down further. And then it's that intertwining of habits and goals and developing habits that help you achieve those goals across the 13 weeks of the journal that really helps kind of overcome that goal gradient and kind of tap into your motivation when you need it to continue um, towards achieving that. Um, yeah. which I think is so, important. And even down to, you know, the way we set up the journal, you know, we're asking people to kind of establish those ideas, right? Journaling is best done as a tiny habit itself. Like do it with your morning coffee, establish that routine. And, um, <clears throat> you know, kind of taking the ideas that we're teaching in the book and having people apply and leveraging that for um, how you use the journal itself. I love that. Uh, and just to follow on with that, Ben, uh, is what what is what kind of there's a cost to everything in our life. Uh, we're you know we're going to be picking up something new. There's only so many hours in a day. How much time commitment do you think is is required for for people who are going to be picking up Rain Shift for the first time, for instance? Yeah, we we ask people to you know set aside twenty thirty minutes, probably thirty minutes the first time they use it, just so that they can get their head into it. And okay. um, there's a lot of power in the upfront information about why things are important and what you're leveraging and kind of priming you know what you're doing, so people understand the value of it. Um, but once you've gone through that process of setting up your year, or not your year, I guess your <laughs> your thirteen weeks, um, it's really five five ten minutes a day. Um, Probably five if you're if you're quick. Ten minutes if you want to get a little more deep and, and think through it. Um, but yeah, I'd say thirty. Kurt, feel free to jump in here too. But I'd say thirty minutes the first time you use it, and then five ten minutes a day from from there on out. Um, and we've included some days in there too that are you know um, kind of step outside of the science heavy you know uh, prompted journaling um, just to give people that free time to think and let their ideas and, and stuff come out you know every day has that and then day seven's really uh, a groove day groove on life um, inspired love by it your, love you know, it yeah this one and only yeah. podcast here um, where it gives people an opportunity to kind of let their brains be creative and step outside of the journey that they're on and, and really just put their ideas on paper <clears throat> and, and we did that part in in on purpose right this idea of giving ourselves a, a break allowing that. And one of the other things that is key that we talk about in upfront is, you know, we know people that this can be difficult, even if it is only a five minute commitment today. And so if you miss a day or miss two days, that's okay. We, this is part of, part of the process of going through this is then just get back into where you would normally be then. And I just keep going on this so that you continue and you don't get into the what the hell effect of, oh my God. So we're giving people (laughs) that out, right? You get a, you get a free roll, Right. right? As, as, as we like to say. I, I love that. So uh, you're also sort of saying you don't get a you don't get an out just because you miss a day or two. No, you, you don't get an out. You, you got to jump back in. <laughs> get your butt back, back in the seat and 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 get get on it. I think that that's great. We, yeah. Before we get too far afield from some of the basic features, I want to I want listeners to know like what if what if uh, someone's listening from Europe 
we, we have listeners all over the world. Yep. Uh, what if someone's listening from Europe? Do they have the ability to take advantage of it? Or if they live in um, you know South America or something? I mean, are, or is this for U.S. only, I guess, basically? Yeah, no, no. We're, right now, um, our official uh, shipping date starts on uh, December 16th, so two weeks Excellent. from now. Um, and we're currently available in 114 countries, I think it is. It might be 116. Um, so Europe, parts of South America, parts of Africa, really different regions all over the world. Um, Fantastic. And, you know, that it'll take a little longer to arrive to those destinations because it's shipping from the United <laughs> States. But, <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah. If, but if you're looking for holiday gifts, uh, this if, if not for yourself, but for someone else, it's its possible that um, we're just, just about anywhere you live in major populated countries that, that people could take advantage of, of brain shift and actually get it shipped wow. to them. If, if, if you can get it within those day time frames. But yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm and we're not guaranteeing we're, anything on this. Uh, we're, you know, uh, the, the shipping is out of our control, but... Um, and we're trying to add more countries. We'd love to get to all, you know, 193 if we can. But, um, you know, there's shipping logistics and pricing that inhibits, you know, some parts of the world as far as, you know, getting it there goes. But we're, we're doing well, what we can our, to add, add countries every day. Yeah, most of our listeners in, in Russia are probably bots anyway. So, you know, <laughs> so. <laughs> um, uh, so, okay, so... Let's talk a little bit about the story. You, uh, Actually, Tim, before we do that, um, yeah. not to not to interrupt, but you know me, I interrupt you all the time. Um, so but there's a couple other things. So we talked a lot about the goals and the habits and the, the piece of this, but I do want yeah. to bring in a couple other pieces that we were really, really good, good. thinking about when we put this together. One was gratitude. We know a lot about gratitude journals, and there's been yes. a lot, a lot of research. So Leah Dickens did a really cool meta-analysis on, on um, gratitude, bringing in how... Um, having that gratitude actually helps in, in your emotional well-being um, and, and lots of other analysis or aspects of your life. And so we wanted to bring this in. But one of the things that we saw in our research up front when we were looking at uh, many of the other uh, gratitude journals and various other pieces on there, th they tend to fall into a similar kind of, you know, write out your top two or three gratitudes of today and now what are you going to do with those and different pieces along that line and which is powerful those are good right but we right. also know that there's research a that uh again how do you how do you keep this fresh how do you keep this this so it doesn't become redundant and like by day you know 15 you're like saying the same gratitude things over and over and over again because you just like, kind I'm of, so glad I have a dog or like I'm so glad that I get to work with Tim Hulahan on it on a weekly basis because he just makes life so much better I would say that every, every week every day almost it's amazing day. yes it's amazing but you know we try to prompt people out of that so so one of the things that we did is we looked at research around this one was this idea of uh, it's you know it's it's tentatively I don't think this has actually been researched in and formalized the George Bailey wonderful life effect this idea oh, yeah. of yeah. you know thinking about what you're gra grateful for not from like just thinking about it but from going what if this wasn't in my life what if all of a sudden like my wife was you know I never met Aaron and what would my life be like and yeah. to go through that thought exercise of doing that 
that just takes gratitude to a whole different level. Again, what would my life be like without my dog? Now, I might actually think my life might be better, but you know, that's a, <laughs> easier. That's a, that's a whole different piece, right? So that's that that story. aspect is there. <laughs> the, the other piece that we did is there's been some other cool research recently that shows that actually, if you think about not the what you're grateful for, but basically, what w- would people be grateful for that you've done for them? So if you put it into, if you switch the, switch the perspective on this, that, that idea of thinking about what have I done today that somebody else will be grateful for, that has a super powerful effect. And again, gratitude in the Gratitude Journal, I mean, what, the, what it's doing is it's rewiring your brain in order to be more receptive to those positive aspects in our life. I mean, if we have to think about what we're grateful for on a regular basis, um, you know, during the day then, the following days, what is happening is our brain is searching for those things. And so we're identifying, we're putting a spotlight on those types yeah. of things. And the more spotlights that we get on the positive aspects of our life, that the better we feel our life is. And so those are the things that we're trying to do with that. And then the other piece that we, we did is, um, you know, the progress principle that we've talked about extensively on the, on the show. And so yeah. we, we keep, you know, just small little things about, you know, keeping progress of how far we're going and where we are within the week and where we are within the 13 weeks and all of those facets in that. And then finally, you're in my favorite, right? Priming. Right, we get we get a piece oh, yes, of priming yes. included in yes. this. It's more of a prompt. Uh, John Barge would be very upset if I called it priming because it's a, but it is a prompt. Which because uh, it's it's visible in there in front. It's of you visible in there in front of you. It. But each day we ask like, how are you going to show up? What do you want? Am I going to be bold today? Am I going to be? It's the socks, Tim. It's 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 the it's <laughs> the the you know my my Einstein socks, uh, but kind of personified in writing down. I'm going to be smart. I'm going to be courageous. I'm going to be um, smart. You know, uh, kind. Whatever that would be, those are going to be pieces of that's going into this. Or when our buddy Brian Ahern sends you uh, some Ohio State socks, yes, to, to get you primed in some <laughs> like Ohio. State. There you go. And I, I actually, I, Brian, if you're listening, I wore those just uh, last week. There you go. <laughs> uh, this is. This sounds like it's the brain shift is really for people who do have a bit of a growth mindset, right? That that you want to improve your life. That yeah. there's some intentionality about it. And and what you guys have done in creating the, the brain shift journal is to bring a little bit more intentionality and broke it down into really small pieces to make it easy for someone to improve the general quality of their life. Is is that fair? I That's, think so. Yeah. I'd say the number one goal. I mean, our uh, our tagline is disrupt your status quo and achieve your dreams. So I think you nailed it on the head there, Tim. Disrupt the status quo. Yeah, that's that's a that's important, right? Because if we just keep going with the status quo, then it's the old, you know, uh, the the measure of insanity is you know how much we keep doing the same thing and expecting <laughs> something different. Um, thank you, for, thank you for that. Uh, let's go back though. Let's talk about the story. So more than a year in development what you know why i mean it's just a damn journal like oh <laughs> uh, don't you just have to say at the top of every page write something down what did you do today <laughs> what do you want to do tomorrow I, yeah i, 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 I will leave say this up to ben because ben has I, I will say 
when we started, uh, we did not anticipate it would take this long. A little bit of uh, planning, <laughs> planning fallacy for sure. <laughs> but part of the reason, I mean, one of the reasons it did take so long is exactly what you said. You know, don't you just write something at the top of the page and then it's it's blank from there on out. And yeah, um, and it, you know, it's not. We, we had been no. working on uh, kind of for a while thinking about how we could develop some products that tap into all the insights and research that we use with our consulting clients as well as you know all the great information that you guys get off of this show with all the researchers and practitioners and authors that you're talking to and kind of taking that idea um, to the mainstream right how do we create some products or some some tools that people can actually leverage uh, to apply those ideas in their lives for you know personal improvement personal well-being um, and we had I think we we'd started by writing a book. Yeah, we were going <laughs> to write a book too, Tim. So we're there. We're still know. we're Love still that. working on it, and we'll publish it eventually. Um, but maybe a year and a half ago, I don't know exactly the time frame. Uh, we we shelved that because we. My wife now, uh, I guess girlfriend, fiance at the time. I don't remember how far back this was. <laughs> had, uh, I think it was girlfriend still. I think that's how okay, long I we've think been so. working on this. I, so. I think so, yeah. Uh, she had ordered this journal offline, and I won't say the name of the product or anything. It's really beautifully designed. Um, over a million sales, you know, five stars on Amazon, um, you know, all over the place. And she started using it, and, it, you know, it was really nice. It had some really good upfront information. Um, about some of like you know the ideas behind gratitude and how it reframes your thinking and, and makes you receptive to to positivity and stuff like that around some other ideas as well um, and then when she got into the journaling you know she she loved it for a couple weeks um, and then it kind of just ended up in a corner you know it didn't get used yeah. and, and we sat down and talked about it and she was saying that as good as it was and as, as great as the reviews were it just didn't keep her engaged over the long term and it was because once you got past the upfront information it was the same thing every day right it was a question of what are you grateful for today and you know that doesn't get you thinking deeper right like that one question like Kurt already talked about you answer it for 10 days straight and the next thing you know you're like I you know eggs this morning were good (laughs) or my family every day right Um, and it doesn't are good Eggs, eggs are really <laughs> That's good. That's true. I had yogurt this morning, so uh, no eggs for me. But <laughs> um, so that kind of started this conversation between. I think Kurt, you actually ordered a copy of this. And I did at it, and it started this conversation of like, well, we have all these insights and we have all this information. Maybe this is our opportunity to create something that's a little more robust, as yeah. we talked about, and a little more powerful, and actually provides actionable um, tools that people can use. Um, at the same time, we had started this Instagram account uh, where we were creating cartoons and putting them out there that sort of visualized behaviors, biases, heuristics, all, all these yeah. insights, right? Make them super easy to understand um, so people could kind of just get that quick learning take on it. So we kind of fused those two ideas um, and figured out that we could create this journal that teaches people things, you know fuses sort of our design sense and our design background with the behavioral background and behavioral research and take those two things and put them into this one tool that teaches people things and then gives them the tools to actually act upon that and walk away with something um, powerful that leverages it that actually gives them 
the opportunity to, you know, adhere to their goals or improve their habits and things like that. Yeah. So that's kind of the, the big picture story behind it. Kurt, I'm sure you have a little bit more as well. No, I think that kind of summarizes it um, really nicely. It was that initial concept of, hey, this was really cool, but it doesn't really work for me. And then we, we went out there and um, as part of that, like Ben said, I ordered that journal that uh, Lauren, his, his wife, got. And then I also went out and researched others. I, I went out and we were doing Google searches. We were going on Amazon. We were looking at all the other journals that were out there. And I, I will say I was underwhelmed with the um, the rigor of the the science behind some of these. There are, yeah. there are a, a couple out there that I think are pretty good, but the vast majority of them they give lip service to this. They they bring in these general concepts, you know, the gratitude piece. Okay, gratitude is important, but they're it not is. digging into how do you how do you tap into that gratitude in a more effective you know way that is going to actually drive that change, that positivity in your life easier, more effectively, better than just having answering that question. So, yeah. so that's what we we kind of took that and we said we can do better, and that's that's kind of what we did. And we, as uh, Ben said, the planning fallacy is always fun. We were supposed to have this <laughs> well, done in you know beginning of last year almost, but yeah. Oh, yes, we we quick, quickly realized that doing better takes a lot more time, and that there's a reason why every other journal has the same thing on on one you know one page is the, yeah. repeated for a hundred pages. It's, it's, it's difficult. That's only to come one up page you got to write day for you know <laughs> that are and they're not all unique. I want to make sure that people get that they're yeah, not going yeah. every single day is not unique. We have we have some consistency and there's some value in that as well which is one of the things we wanted to keep but there's novelty as well But there's novelty as well yeah yeah well as i've always said striving for mediocrity is much more effective than striving for greatness (laughs) well that's what we do on this show so but we wanted to see what it would be like if we were just to do the opposite of that tim so well speaking of this show you know when kurt we've got more than 300 episodes of talking to really bright people who've had great ideas that they've expressed in words but you've created a journal. You and Ben weren't just thinking about, and, and Ben, you kind of teed this up with this idea of talking about some of the, the cartoons, right, to these, these visual images. Format makes a big, plays a big role in how we sit down and interact with a book like this because it is an interactive thing. So can you guys spend just a minute telling me a little bit about how format matters in, uh, in, in the creation of the book? Ben, you wanna, you wanna get started? Yeah, I think, you know, one of the big things for us was making it functional. Um, And it's funny because, you know, the designer in me sees like a perfect bound journal and it it looks so nice and pretty and everything. And I'm like, oh, that's what I want. (laughs) But then when you sit down and use it, it doesn't open on you. And you try to write on the left page and your hand gets, you know, caught up as it's trying to fold and things like that. So, um, you know, we went with a spiral bound, or I guess it's a wire O binding, not spiral, <laughs> a little higher quality, um, specifically for that reason, so that you can lay it flat and it's functional. And, you know, we really thought through every piece of this, how do you how do you use it? And is it easy? And, you know, going back to that, you know, removing the friction, removing the barriers, making it, you know, something that you can sit down and, and get into the groove on and, and use every day. So, um you know, it's a pretty simple design. We went minimalist, um, which I, I like because it gets you to focus in on the information in there and really just kind of dive in and, and utilize it the way it's meant to be used. Um, 
And again, I think that on top of that, you know, we built in some of these things like those progress checks, the graphical representation of these behavioral science concepts, and bringing that piece into every week to, again, add that novelty and that, but constant learning, again, applying some of the four drive model, we know is that this idea of, you know, learning and progression is really important. So um, all of those factors are coming into the design. It's, it's smaller, uh, you know, it's not a, a typical size, um, uh, not necessarily can fit in your back pocket, but it is easy to carry around. So we, if you are... We tried. The, we, the first tried. version fit in your back pocket and it was not functional. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, so we go. quickly we click, quickly scrapped that idea. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you, you had the tiniest hand in the world. Yeah. Um, a bit, even down to little things like, um, you know, every day there's a little checkbox in the top right. We know that a sense of completion motivates you, right? So just you know, bringing in things like that that may seem trivial at first glance, but every little detail of it, we've tried to, to bring back to the science and to the, you know, the, the principles that went into it. The, the weeks are tracked graphically on the right, so you know exactly where you are. Um, the days are easily named. You know, we have sort of a cadence to the week. It's set up your week, start strong, build momentum, assess your progress, finish strong reflect and plan and then we have day seven which is the groove on life day that's the day where you kind of let go and, and let you know whatever else was on your mind out so um there's just simple graphic lines to to fill in and we actually intentionally kept a lot of the lines shorter um we went back and forth on this do we do we give people two paragraphs or do we give them two sentences and, and when it comes down to setting your annual goals we actually restricted the amount of lines to just a few because you shouldn't be writing you know, a paragraph or a narrative story for, for what you want to achieve that year, right? That was yeah. part of what yeah. went into that is, all right, think about your goals at a high level, big picture goals, and then start breaking them down. So even down into the amount of lines and, and how things are laid out on the pages, tapped back into that scientific aspect of the journey and, and coaching you through how to, how to go from big picture to little picture and then follow through on that into the end. So for those people who are just overly verbose, They've got to think about editing, right? They've got, they've got to think about dialing it back, getting focused, expressing sort of the most central messages, right? I think the part about getting focused is the key there, right? It's, it's this identification of what's important, which is a big step when we know about goals. We know that, that the, the more focused that you can be with those goals, the more powerful they are. And so we are very, yeah. very cognizant of how we develop the actual journal itself to help facilitate some of that. And, and we know that people are going to be people, so every day has a, a box at the bottom for thoughts and reflections. So if, if the ideas from earlier that day inspire something, we don't want them to miss out on the opportunity to get that on paper, yeah. too. So, so there, we, we, there's a little give and take, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Are we, have I missed any of the salient points that, are, that just make brain shift something that needs to be in every stocking? You know, damn it, Tim, you are a great interviewer and you've covered it all. <laughs> I just am amazed. I, I, I didn't know going into this what to expect, but man, you, you overachieved. <laughs> well, I, there, of course, we're, we have to come back to music then. Oh, um, <laughs> well, now you just you just brought that back down. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know. See, I've known you guys for years, and I know that both of you listen to a lot of music. And Kurt, you and I have had this conversation many times about how you listen to music 
or you can listen to music when you work. I cannot. Um, but I'm curious. Let, let's let's step back just a half step. Was there a musical theme that you got? Did you listen to music while you work? Did it help prime you? Did it prompt you? Was it was there a constant tune that kept you going? You know, through the through the writing and, and creation of Brain Shift. So you will be sadly disappointed in my answer, Mr. <laughs> oh, Houlihan. No. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Um, although I can listen to music when I work, what I've realized right. is that I just don't. I, I very rarely oh. listen to music while I work. Um, and so there wasn't any of that inspiration, that, that musical oh. groove that you get into at these points. So sadly to say... I I did not. Now Ben might have a different answer on that. So well, I'm uh, yeah, hoping I'm, he does. I'm a little bit in between. Um, so when I'm doing design and visual stuff, um, drawing, creating, I need the music to kind of get me into a focus point. You know, it helps me focus. It helps me like kind of let let my brain run free and like let things happen and and kind of make the ideas get from my brain to paper i guess without the 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 internal mind saying oh that's a bad idea right <laughs> and that, but, but that's that's just in and the visual domain right? that's the visual yeah layout visual graphics things like that okay. but when it comes to writing and, and stuff like that i need silence so um wow it's it depends on what the project is and what we're doing if we're you know trying to write a narrative then i need to be focused on that narrative and no music in the background, um, but if I'm designing, I need that music to help me kind of stay focused and creative. I guess it inspires the creativity in me. That's cool. Ben, was there anything that that uh, that prompted you? That that is there is there a go-to piece of music or an artist that you do go to? Well, I my, just got my Spotify Wrapped list here, so I can tell you my number one song for the year was. Black Me Out by Against Me. <laughs> so maybe that's okay. my creative music. <laughs> there you go. Some South Florida punk. Uh, next up we got, it's a bit of a mix. Um, the Bouncing Souls, Dave Haas. There's some Dire Straits in there for when I need that wow. more melodic, um, kind of low-key focus. So we got some ups and downs for sure. <laughs> you know, we got some intense, loud, angry music, and then some low-key, chill music and it really depends on what i'm working on which one i'm going with um i do have a tendency so, to get into a cycle where i just put on an album and play it over and over again though and right, every now and then right. if I, I actually sometimes some of my friends think i'm in, insane for this but if i'm really focused on one task i'll actually put one song on repeat because it keeps me in this like it lets time disappear for me um and some people think that's super weird but i actually find it really soothing and focus like helping no it it is it is super weird (laughs) 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 no uh, no, actually um we we we, i think we had a guest on behavior grooves who who listened to one song throughout the the whole writing process yeah they wrote a book who was that they wrote a book and and i what i recall was that that was part of their motivation to finish the damn book was so that they didn't have to keep listening to the oh, so song. <laughs> it's like that uh have you ever seen that how i met your mother episode where the the car tape is stuck on one song it's i would walk 500 miles and there i think they drive from new york to one chicago song. and back and it's the only song they can listen to and it's this roller coaster of loving the song hating the song and then coming back around to loving it again <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it well uh, 
Kurt and Ben, gosh, I'm, I just want to thank you for being guests on my new podcast, The Behavior Grooves Breakaway Hour with Tim Hillingham. <laughs> we're going to have to see, we're going to have to look at the ratings and see if, if maybe it's it's Tim's show now. You know, if you have keep having great guests like Ben and me, it's going to do great. I, I That's what I think. There you go. Uh, okay. I'm, you know, I'm just joking. Uh, but there's no way I'm going to start to separate this podcast because this is just way too much fun. Uh, and, and I'm really, really grateful to both of you. Thank you for, t- for joining me today to talk about Brain Shift. Um, it's always fun. And what fun it was just to actually sit across the table from Kurt on this. <laughs> this was really fun. Um, and I just want to encourage all of our listeners to go out. And if you're in the U.S. or Canada, uh, Mexico, order from Amazon. Go ahead and, and get your order in right away. And um, there's a sh- there's, there'll be a Shopify link for, for those folks who are outside uh, of, of those main countries in the, in the uh, episode notes. So so check that out. Uh, ben, and if, Kurt, if any, those, any last words? Yeah, if those don't work, we're, we're on Google, uh, Google Shop. We're on Facebook Shop, Instagram Shop. So um, we'll have all those links in the... In the, in the show notes, yeah. 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 And no, um, just thank you, Tim. I, I was, in all seriousness, I was a little worried. I, was, I wasn't sure how this was going to go. And, and you... <laughs> Again, I, I know why our guests love uh, you know behavior grooves. It's because you ask such great questions. So thank you for that. I really do appreciate that. And um, yeah, and thank you, listeners, for for listening. And um, hopes hope hope that people find Brainshift a great tool to help them find their groove. How do you like that, Tim? Did I see? I, I worked that groove into the end. There. Like that? No? I. Perfect. That was actually and New Year's, close. New Year's is coming up, which I mean, if you're talking about setting goals, that's the time to time to get after it. <laughs> that's for sure. It is it, fresh start, all that stuff. Yeah. Get your groove in the new year.